0: Welcome to Only Yesterday. My name is Tony, and today we're going to be doing a follow-up on one of the things that I discussed earlier. Had a guest for that episode, um, a man's Ricky. Um, so for this episode, we're going to be discussing Kids in Crisis Part Two, and this one is going to be story time. Yeah, story time. So um, there's not going to be any research. Um, it's going to be my experience about you know working with these kids and we're we're gonna get a little bit more into some of the uh some of the actual things that i see and deal with at work um so off the top off the rip um multiple sensitive content warnings multiple trigger warnings all sorts of stuff like that um hope i don't have to censor anything but i mean nah nah it's it's raw bro i'm telling you guys like i'm gonna start off with uh client p um and so this client, he's uh, he's he means well. I'll I'll say that. Um, however, I looked a little bit into his file before I you know went over and discussed with him why he was here. Um, but I just I usually give them the opportunity. I just you know ask them, hey, you know, why are you here? What's going on? Before you know, because I mean I I also tell them like I could really just look into your file if I really wanted to. But I wanted I want to talk to you. And so I. I gave him the opportunity to he say, Hey, so, you know, why are you here? And, uh, he was a bit reluctant to, to, to let me know what was going on. And so I'm like, okay, well, Hey, maybe it had something to do, you know, and then I gave like a bunch of different examples of reasons as to why kids are here. Um, and he was like, yeah, no, it wasn't that one. I'm like, maybe this one. He's like, no, it wasn't that one. I'm like, maybe this one. He's like, mm, no, it wasn't that one. I'm like, maybe this one. He says, yeah, it was, it was that one. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's okay. You know, it, It's unfortunate, but, you know, tell me a little bit more about you. And so he was, again, really um, reserved on, you know, his coming forth with information about why he's here. And so I'm like, okay, well, no worries. I'm not going to, you know, force you to say anything that, you know, you don't want to. Obviously, if you're not comfortable, it's fine. We can, you know, we just do something else. Um, And so a a few minutes later, you know, he goes back inside. We're all hanging out or rather they're eating snack and uh they're all in a group together the the clients and client p says again multiple trigger warnings he says i raped my brother and that that really kind of like shook the room for a sec people were like yo what the fuck wait what like why are you telling everyone so i i had to let him know like hey my dude um I understand that, you know, you may be going through whatever it is that you're going through, but, um, like you have to be super careful about how you say what you say, because there's some people here who are going through something like who are going through different things. And I worry about your safety. Okay. And so we kind of like had a, uh, impromptu group about, you know, the importance of choosing words carefully and making sure that, you're a- making sure that you're able to get whatever message you're wanting to get across, um, in the most effective way possible. And so I pulled him aside afterward, and I was like, "Okay, let let's have a little discussion here, bro." So let me uh, feel free, please feel free to stop me at any point and let me know that I'm wrong. Okay, if if there's anything that I say that's incorrect, please stop me, and then we will. You, you can please correct me. He says, "All right, sounds good." So. I say, I can only imagine that at home, perhaps you're not getting, you're not getting very much attention or the attention that you are getting is perhaps not the most positive attention. Maybe you're getting a lot of like people being negative towards you. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's right. I'm like, okay, that's understandable. I mean, I'm sorry to hear that you're going through that. I mean, especially as, as you guys are kids, right? Like you're supposed to be able to feel comfortable in your environment. You're supposed to feel safe, welcomed, loved. Um, and so like, I, I'm sorry to hear that you're going through that. However, you know, there's multiple ways to gain people's attention. Um, we don't have to be super shock value over the top all the time. Like we can, we can just casually discuss things with people. Um, and he, he he understood, but I've I've come to learn that this type of behavior is a feature of this young person. Um, and so, speaking of which, this type of behavior, um, Client P also, the other day, or rather, one of my coworkers, when cleaning or helping Client P clean their room, found a clay dildo, like a, a penis shaped out of clay. And, you know, of course we had to take it, document it, you know, these types of things. And so this makes me think that, and and again, of course I've, I can be wrong. I've been wrong before, been wrong plenty of times, but it makes me think that something may have happened to this young man, obviously, um, to make him behave in such, uh, sexually active ways at such a young age. Um, because I understand there's peer pressure, there's friend groups, you know, there's things like this, but, um those types of behaviors are not as, uh, are not as prevalent at the age that this young individual is. So yeah, that's, uh, that's one, one story and, uh, it's, yeah, we got plenty more. So here we go. It's story time. Um, another unfortunate story. One of my favorite clients, I mean, I'll say seeing them grow and develop and, be a more autonomous version of themselves is it's a good thing to have happen or a good thing to see happen. Um, so client E, um, her parents sold her into sex work as a child. So the parents either didn't have enough money or didn't feel the need to put themselves to work to get enough money or at times were hard or maybe these people were just being fucking malicious, whatever the case may be. This child was sold into that line of work. And um obviously it it messes with you. It it will. <laughs> um, yet the the person that I saw before me, the the client that I saw before me, right? Like, they were respectful, they were, you know, they were firm with the other clients, not necessarily in a way of bullying, but saying, hey, this is what's expected of us. Okay, let's let's maintain let's do what we need to do. Um there weren't very many like unreasonable outbursts from this person, but of course, you know, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of emotion. And of course, that that's especially with adolescents, you know, there's a lot of emotion. Um but this this person they behaved differently than I thought someone who was experiencing something like that would behave. And it was refreshing. Um, And so I I was speaking with this individual and they said that uh, one day after, you know, they finish high school and, you know, college or whatever, that they may end up coming back to that place and uh, helping the other kids. And I was like, that's that's great. That's a very admirable and honorable idea. Like, if that's what you want to do, go for it. If life pulls you in other directions, do that, too. Like, whatever makes sense to you, whatever will best benefit you. Um, Yeah, I want to see how they're doing now. But, uh, yeah, that'll be, I guess that might be like, what, part four, part five. And so we've got another client, uh, client T. This client has, again, uh, behavioral issues. Um, I'll say, or rather fucking horrible behavior issues when being told no to something. Um, I can remember... Many times when we tell this client, hey, you can't have, you know, whatever the case may like you can't have this particular food because of dietary restrictions or whatever. And this young individual will, you know, of course, say, hey, you know, I want it. Don't tell me no. Start screaming and then we'll begin to escalate with you. Um, I've seen them like, what is it? The like the entertainment center that they have the TV on, right? Like they would kick that. Luckily it's like bolted down or some shit. So it's not like really going up, but kick that a bunch of times. Um, Seen them break windows. Um, There was one particular time that the client was told no to something. And then they began like banging their head on the fridge for a while. And it wasn't like banging in the sense that, you know, you're causing a traumatic brain injury, but enough to be, one, a nuisance, and two, enough for it to hurt at least a little bit because there were some pretty loud thumps. And so during this time, you know, we're saying, hey, stop, don't do that. And they just continue, bam, 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 all that. And so we're like, hey, like, just relax, bro. Like, do you, like, do you want to, like, perhaps go outside? We can, like, switch up the environment. Um, No, bam, bam, bam. And he starts hitting, you know, harder. And so we're like, all right, man. So at this point you may be, you're like, you're on the verge of destroying government property. So we're going to have to call in the, uh, site officers, um, to just, you know, maintain, watch the situation with us because again, we're not allowed to physically pull him. We're not allowed to physically pull the, uh, the client off of whatever it is that they're doing for the safety of the client, as well as, you know, sometimes for the safety of the staff. So you know, the on-site officers were there. They were like trying to help de-escalate, and it wasn't really going anywhere after like a solid, just 20 minutes of this client, like banging their head on the fridge. They finally like de-escalated and calmed down. But, um, that was just one incident. Like the other, they had come back to the facility, um, with someone else watching them. Um, so then they can also observe the behavior that we've been discussing. And, um, because for some reason, I, I guess it's either not been believed or there, or the other entity says like, "Oh, well, it's not that bad." Like, don't I don't know what you guys are really, like making a big deal about. And so, uh, the other entity had someone come, and uh, they were watching him for the twenty-four hours. And uh, in those twenty-four hours, of course, as you would expect, you know, he was calm, cool, and collected at the first little bit, and then upon being told no to whatever it was, began punching holes in walls. And so, yeah, it's it's frustrating for me, um, but I can also imagine, you know, it's frustrating for him because I I often think about, you know, when I see behaviors like this, I think about, so what is it that you're going through at home that makes you feel like doing this behavior outside of home is okay? Um, and when I say that I mean like are you being I'm asking like are you being like abused are you like is everything fine and you are just being you know disrespectful for no reason are your parents going through some stuff like are you having like just shelter living issues or like do you have siblings who were rude or whatever like i I, I wonder and so I Whenever I do get the opportunity, you know, I will discuss with them. Um, However, I haven't seen this client for a while, so hopefully they're doing better. Um, But I guess only time will tell, really. If you guys have not noticed a theme here, um, we're just going to be discussing a lot of, like, the wild shit that we see. Uh, We're going to be discussing some of the wild shit. Um, And so I know that it's not particularly, like, super happy, but we will get to some some important and happy stuff as well. So trust and believe we will get there. Um, I'm going to need y'all to just stick with me because we're going to be doing this for, you know, we're going to be doing this for a few minutes, but you know, gotta kick it with these monkeys for a few hours. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give y'all a little bit of the, little bit of the snippet. So we've also got client H, um, and my heart breaks for this one. Um, I mean, not that it doesn't for any of the other ones, truthfully, but this one particularly, um, I came up to I rather I came into work one day and noticed that client H was you know by themselves and I'm like okay well what's going on are they okay like do they need anything are they talking about anything? Um, co-workers are like no they've just been over there by themselves haven't really talked to anybody haven't really said anything and I said oh okay well let me go say what's going on and so what I usually do um, I go up to them, say, Hey, you know, my name is Tony. Um, what's your name? You know, so and so. Okay, awesome, cool, great. Um so why are you here? They then tell me. Um they're going through you know, they they don't have a home, uh they're clearly on drugs, but they also disclose to me that they're doing drugs, um heroin and meth, uh specifically. And so we discuss, okay, well, do you have any desire to get clean? Do you have any goals? Like, what's the, what's the idea? What's the, what's the plan here? Um, and so he says he does want to get clean, but, um, he doesn't want to have to go through all the treatment. Um, or rather he feels like it'll take too much time. He wants to do something that's more like intensive so he can be, you know, as effective as possible. Um, and I'm, I'm, okay. Okay. And so I'm thinking, okay, well, that's, I guess that's reasonable, but I mean, you, you have to go through the process. Right. And so we discuss, you know, what's home life like, and it's, it's not good. I'll say, <laughs> um, and he, and then he also discloses to me that he's, you know, not really got a place to live. And so he tells me as he's, I'm like, okay, well, how do you, uh, you know, make money? Like, how do you, cause apparently you're not, you know, if you don't have a place to live, you know, you gotta eat. So how do you make money? Um, He told me one day that he had a knife and went up to someone and, you know, just kind of scared him, intimidated him. And he says he tells them, like, hey, I'm going to get your money. And if you don't give me your money, then he slashes them across the face and he runs. And so I'm like, well, that's a I mean, it's not the most honorable way to get money but i mean hurting people isn't okay nor is you know stealing from people but i mean you're still alive hopefully they're still alive so you know how do we move forward from here right and so we we had a little we had a discussion about you know the possible the possible uh pathways in order for him to get to where he wants to be and so it was fantastic all right cool sounds like a good idea good plan Um, client H then lets me know that I am the only person to have gone over and talked to him. Um, which surprised me because I go into work at 4 PM. So either, and, and at this point, really, I can't remember whether or not he was there for, you know, 12 hours before I got in or 30 minutes before I got in. But, um, I, I thought that was interesting. And so, this client ends up leaving and then I see I see him again a few months later. And at this point it's really like what a few months ago. <laughs> um but I, I see them, and I'm like, okay, hey, what's what's going on? I see you again. Um they let me know that they're currently on heroin meth and fentanyl and they really don't have much like motivation to get clean or to maintain um maintain sobriety like they don't really have any goals at this point and that made me really sad like because I, I then thought about you know like how what this person's life is going to be like in the next what 10-15 years right if he continues to go along this path or if he's going to you know go about getting it together or being a freaking like substance use you know Advocate or not, (laughs) not like substance use advocate, right? But like an advocate for people who are utilizing substances, who are wanting to change their lives and get better, right? Like hopefully that's something that can come of his experience, but that's just wishful thinking at this point. Like I, I'm not entirely sure what is going to happen, but based on what I've seen and based on what I understand about human interaction, um, I'm not super hopeful and that makes me sad, but it's what it is. So, we've also got Client R, and this one was another, another stumper for me. Um, not in the field of, like, I, not in the field of I don't know how to deal with this, but, and, and, here we go. So, Client R has parents who abuse him, and they also abuse drugs. Um, however client R doesn't do drugs, um, is not abusive, isn't super disrespectful. Um, I mean, from time to time, you know, we'll have like a little, little outburst, like a, you know, like kind of checking authority, right? Like kind of challenging authority a little bit, but not necessarily to the point of like something that gets out of hand. It's just kind of like a, like a boundary check. Um, but despite despite this person being abused by both parents and you know despite this person being abused again one of the most respectful people i've ever like come across like they want to do they want to do great things with their life and i feel like i don't know i feel like this is one of those this is something that fascinates me again about human interaction is like you can say that based on someone being abused or being mistreated or whatever the case like you can say that they'll likely repeat that behavior you can say that they'll likely grow up to be people who will you know do things like that and perpetuate this cycle of abuse but what fascinates me is the the concept that someone can say hey i understand what has happened to me and being that that happened to me and or the people that I see around me love and care about, I'm going to do the inverse because I don't want other people to feel the same way that I did. And so when someone's saying, hey, I want to break that cycle of trauma, I want to do something completely different than what has been happening, like I think that's powerful. I think that's fascinating. Um, there's a lot of internal motivations. There's a lot of external motivations for why it is that people do what they do, but It's just, it's, it's great. Um, and I think that, I think that people who are wanting to make the world better in any capacity, um, based off of something that they've experienced, I think that's cool. Um, uh, one of the, uh, one of the last clients we're going to be discussing, and we're also going to be discussing, um, the importance of, you know, staff and these types of things. Um. But one of the last clients I wanted to discuss was Client M and this one client, I may have, I don't know, I may have discussed them before on the, on the podcast, but, um, this client I had a really, really good rapport with, um, whenever they came, uh, they were, okay, let me give you a little bit of history. So Client, uh, Client M, um, his biological father is not in the picture. Um, however stepdad is in well, stepdad is gang related um, and I don't believe mom has an issue with that and I and I, again I can't remember whether it's a uh, stepmom or mom but I do know for a fact he has stepdad um, and so the client M is also gang related or gang affiliated and so whenever we would come into work or rather when I would come into work um, I work with him the same way that I work with anybody else And he really, he really attached to that approach that I had. And I don't know if it was an attachment towards me or just the style of, you know, social work that I do, but he was really receptive and we had a, we got a good rapport. And so, you know, I could, I could joke with him about things. I can, you know, tell him, Hey man, like you shouldn't be doing that. I can kind of be a bit more blunt with him, but not necessarily, again, not to the point of disrespect because that's not, that doesn't help anything. But, um, yeah, I can, we can, you know, we can talk about really anything. And it was, it was a really, really weird day when I hear that Client M allegedly shot somebody. And that person who was allegedly shot by Client M, allegedly, was later than pronounced dead. And it, it is wild to me and again i i really it doesn't surprise me, but it's just it's wild <laughs> really to see these uh to see these 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 kids who we who we as parents who we as you know adults walk in the face of this earth right like as we see kids who are going through like the the hardship that should I shouldn't i'm not gonna say it's like it should be reserved for adults but To see the hardship that I don't believe kids should be exposed to, um, personally. But again, that's just me. And I understand that the world does not revolve around the way that I think. And that's why I'm in the field that I'm in. Because this world is wild, this world is crazy. But there's so many variables as to how we can, you know, we can address it. Because whether we like it or not, this shit's going to happen. This shit's going to continue to happen. And so... I mean either we can, you know, turn our heads and be like, Oh no, this isn't happening. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, n- not in my neighborhood, not in my backyard. Or you can look towards the kids and be like, So what's going on? Like, talk to me. And you you may be surprised in the shit that you hear. Um which is why again I think it's super, super important to have good quality workers with these kids. Um, so one of my coworkers, um, one of the dopest coworkers I've had and they're relative, they're relatively new. Um, they work with client P, uh, again, the boy who says I, you know, the, the, the boy with the clay dildos. Okay. We'll just call him that one. Um, my coworker works really well with him. Um, he's really receptive to how my coworker operates. And being that you know I have my particular style, and they have theirs, um, it's it's refreshing to know that with a with a myriad of uh, with a myriad of backgrounds, with a myriad of experiences, um, I'll say with the diversity of styles in social work, how how we can affect our clientele, right? Like if one way doesn't work for someone. Maybe again, my coworker might be able to do something differently, or may think differently than I do, but still achieve an effective result. Um, I think it's I think it's fucking great. Uh, we we definitely, as a society, I'll say, um, we need people who know what they're doing and people who enjoy doing what they're doing. Um, another example of uh, why we need good quality workers is. Again, I I work with adolescents in crisis, so kids who are at risk, at risk of hurting themselves or at risk of hurting someone else. So word choice and word delivery is super important in the field that I work. So please bear that in mind as I tell you this next bit. I'm doing a group. I usually do a group with the kids where I have them draw an empty face, rather I draw a face that has no like no nose, no eyes, no mouth, no nothing. And so on the inside of the face, I want you to write what you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself. Um, sometimes it's positive, sometimes there's negative, whatever they want to write. And then on the outsides of your faces, I want you to write what other people say about you and what other people think about you. And the idea behind this group is to notice that you know how we feel about ourselves is important um, and also how and what people think about us sometimes is important. And the main thing, or rather the main takeaway is, you know, how do you conduct yourself, right? Because I asked them, so, you know, why is it that people say these things about us, right? Like, so sometimes people are just haters. Sometimes they're jealous. Sometimes they want what you got. Sometimes they're just having a bad day. Sometimes they're just, you know, reflecting what they're feeling truly onto you. And all those are valid. Absolutely. But uh, sometimes it's how you carry yourself sometimes it does have to do with how you you know hold yourself and how you you know interact with other people and so when done well that group is is really is really good um you can see the reactions you can see the introspection you can see the you know you can see the gears turning so to speak when that group is done well so during this group, one of my coworkers decided, you know, hey, 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 Tony, can I do this group this time? Can I can I run it? i say, sure. And go for it, man. Like, you've you seen me do it a few times. Go for it. Um, and so, and again, let me just, <laughs> let me preface this by saying there are times during this group where the kids will be, you know, disruptive and will be a bit rambunctious. But that's, again, these are kids in crisis. So we have to understand that. We have to take into account. And then we have to redirect them Back to the material in a way that's not, you know, that's not super disruptive in itself, right? And so uh my co-worker says, Hey, can I run this group? I say, go for it. And so as they're doing the group, uh, we're in the part where we're hey writing faces, doing this. Um, and they started getting a little uh a little angsty, right? You see them so sort of like you know, kicking around, giggling, talking to each other, you know, being a little bit disruptive. And so I'm just, I'm looking back, or rather I'm standing back, observing, and uh, I see, you know, I see that some of them are like, okay, well, hey, let, let's, let's, let's get it together. Okay, come on, come on, come on, come on. And then there's just a few of them who are still just kind of like talking, getting after it. So my coworker then says, um, hey guys, I need you to, I need you to quiet down. I need to, we need to do this group. I need you guys to be quiet. And uh, some of the kids, you know, continue talking. And then my coworker Reiterates, he says, what did I just say? And then that particular client looked at me. I looked at the client and I was like, mm, "Like, I, I, I gave them a look that suggested y- y'all should be doing the group. But that that comment was a little out of pocket right now. And so um, the, the client, you know, went back to doing what they were doing. Like, OK, I see you. I see you type of stuff, and so um you know as the group continued you know some some of the clients were still being a bit more uh disruptive, but eventually the group was finished, everything was you know everything was done, and then, okay, hey, it's limited free time, you guys go you know do puzzles, read a book, play a game, you know, let the staff get ready to you know we're gonna be making dinner and doing all these other things so I pull my uh, my coworker aside, and I let them know um my coworker my my ah, mm. my dude my guy um yeah, that is one of those clients that will like actually punch you in your fucking face, so we you're lucky you're lucky um so we uh we again we need to be super mindful bro we we need to be super mindful about how we interact with them, but yeah. It was wild. Uh, Another thing, um, another thing that really, uh, I'll say concerns me even, is some therapists. Uh, And so, honestly, what concerns me is some of the kids who, who refuse to talk to therapists because of how the therapist operates and that that right there within itself is is concerning because you know if we don't if we raise a freaking generation of people who don't believe in therapy or therapists because w- one or a couple particular therapists operated in such a way that made them lose faith in the ability to fucking work with people through words like that's dangerous. (laughs) Um, because if, if we, let's just take for a moment, right? Let's just say, hell, let's go back to client, client E, um, the client whose parents sold them into sex work. Let's say this client needs therapy, rightfully so justifiably, and they're either unable to obtain it or when they do obtain it, the quality of therapy that they receive is not anywhere near what it needs to be in order to be effective for this client. So, if let's say again, we have client E who says, Hey, therapy is trash because all the freaking therapists I go to are trash, all their freaking like methods trash, all of their operations outdated, like all this. Like, why would I do this? Like, why would I come here if this is what i'm going to get? and so I want to reiterate the importance of having effective therapists because I'm sure I'm certain at this point that client E actually has had a great therapist um because of the 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 positive behaviors that they're presenting, and so it gives me hope that someone going in the field to learning. Someone going in the field and learning different tools, different methods, different theories, different practices, different experiences, like putting all of these different things in your kit, so to speak, to then help someone else understand and grow. I think that's imperative, Um, whether it's in therapy or not, like we need to be doing this in general. So if you're wondering how I am, if you're wondering how I how I am when I'm at work, right, I'll let you know right now um, I'm firm, but fair. Right. And so for those of you who did not know, um, I served in the air force and it was a, it was a pretty good experience. You know, all, all things considered, it was pretty good. Um, so I'm firm, but I'm fair. So we set the expectations. Hey, this is what we're going to do today. Um, and I really tell them, you guys dictate the pace of your day. If you guys want to have a good day, let's be respectful. Let's be helping each other out. Like let's be you know, making today go by smoothly, or if you want to be, if you guys want to have a bad day, then let's be disrespectful. Let's be terrible. Let's be talking shit to each other. Let's be doing the most. Let's be breaking stuff. Either way, I'm going to be here with you through that. So you guys can decide what you want to do. Um, and usually if there's someone that I I don't know, um, I will immediately, uh, <laughs> And it's funny, I, it's funny that I laugh because this is a feature that I really wish a lot of people would adopt, but it's something that, it's something that has become a feature of me at work. And so if there's someone that I don't know, like I will immediately go up to them, like, hey, you know, my name's Tony, I'm going to be working with you this evening, um, you know, what's your name type of thing, and they say, hey, you know, this is my name, and Many times, you know, if we've got time for it, if there's a little bit of uh, downtime in between groups or in between, you know, people going outside or whatever, I say, hey, let me holla at you. And I say, all right, all right. And so ask him, you know, again, why are you here? And so we discuss why they're here. So it was home like? Um, what are your goals? Types of things. Like, oh, be, like, oh they're beating your ass. And I'm like, oh, damn, what would they do that for? Bro? Oh, hell no. No, what? No. why did they be doing so? I asked them, like, so what kinds of things are you interested in? What kinds of things do you want to do when you become older? Um, And really, whenever they discuss with me what it is that they're going through in life, like, I explore that with them. Like, I, I talk with them about it. And then, you know, I ask, you know, well, what do you think can be done differently? Or do you think anything needs to be done differently? Are you completely, you know, content with how things are going? And then you know, based off that answer, you know it's kind of like a like a tree, like these branches, right? We discuss, you know, one topic and then we it leads to another, which leads to another. And I, I want to make sure that as they're there, they understand that they have valid thoughts and opinions as well, right? Because I don't know if they get that at home. If as soon as I walk in there, like I don't, I don't know who you are. Like sometimes I can go and look in the computer or whatever, but I would rather just go talk to you and be like, you tell me what's going on. And then if I feel like you're bullshitting, you know what I mean? I'll freaking go check your file. <laughs> Find out why you're really here. Um But you know, there was there's times where I would I would tell them, okay, if you guys are being good throughout the week, um, I will bring you your favorite snack, your favorite candy, your favorite chips, whatever. Because if it's because if they're going to be there the entire However long, if they're going to be there for multiple days, then I want to at least make their stay a bit more comfortable. And so I would, you know, say, hey, what's your favorite snack, blah, blah, blah. And if people were not being respectful throughout the week, you better believe I ain't bringing shit on Friday. It's not happening. But if we are, then I usually do. And so I honestly, honestly, I haven't done that in, I haven't done that in a while. And... It's really, it's not because I don't want to. It's really because I'm helping to hold them accountable, right? Like if, if you go out and you rob a bank and many people witness you robbing that bank and the cops come by and they see you've got a bunch of money from robbing that bank and a bunch of people said, hey, this person just robbed that bank. Do you think that that person should be able to keep the money And be able to freaking walk away scot-free knowing that they robbed the bank? No. No. I mean, that may be a terrible analogy, but I, like my mother would say, I am not going to reward bad behavior. I refuse it. However, I will reward, you know, behavior that I see is progress, right? If I see that someone has been struggling hella hard to do a particular thing or to maintain themselves in a way And one day, you know, they're not out here destroying the place, but, you know, they're just a little less annoying than they were the day before. Right. Like we can. okay, I can acknowledge that, you know, give give praise for that. Give, you know, credit for when they do these little things, because once these little things don't get acknowledged, we hear, oh, well, I try so hard, but no one ever says anything. No one ever does anything. You guys don't even care. And that's when it can cascade into even more you know, at-risk behavior. And so, so what can we do? Um, We can be there for one another, right? Like we can ask questions if you see that someone is struggling. Um, And really, really just being comfortable with reaching out every once in a while to someone who you don't even think might need it, but they might need it. So if you, or anyone you know are struggling with kids in crisis. Um, Please reach out. Please seek help. Please be there for one another. This world is wild. This world is crazy. But we're trying, and I think that should be worth something. All right. We'll catch you all on the next one. Bye. No, but this is actually fun. It's informative because I've already learned a couple of things that I didn't know or things that I hadn't thought about.